Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast of the Botanical Transcendence Series. Here, I provide a unique, individualistic, and holistic approach to healing the spectrum of your well-being and elevating the quality of your overall life. I'm here to inspire you to become your greatest version, to walk you down the path of sustainable health, financial freedom, and living out your soul's purpose. I will guide you through stepping into your own sacred skill set, health empowerment, and attracting financial abundance to live out our birthright of being free. Here you will heal your mind, body, and soul through botanical transcendence. So today's topic is cultivating loving relationships. And I was inspired to create this podcast by a quote that I recently shared in my story in um, Instagram. And the quote is, the reason why so many potential relationships fail is because people are broken, yet still trying to date. Healing requires isolation, and most people haven't conquered the battle of being alone. And I actually had like a few people like reach out to me or respond to it and, you know, say that they resonate with that. And I think that holds, you know, potent power, you know, the fact that so many people resonate with a failed relationship, you know, and, you know, being able to resonate with the fact that they could use some more isolation and really conquer that battle of being alone. And I truly believe that you must fully embrace being alone to fully appreciate uh, being with another person as a partner or just, you know, when you're hanging out with your friends. Uh, I definitely, I have found that, you know, the days when I haven't allowed myself that solitude, uh, like on the days when I'm feeling anxious or, you know, find myself, you know, um, chilling on the low part of the spectrum, I find that it's because I haven't allowed myself the space to reflect and to dig deeper, to find what is triggering those feelings. So then you show up, you know, half empty, half full, and, you know, you're not your authentic self. You're not present with those people. And that really affects every relationship around you, you know, whether you see it as that or not, you know, they, most of the time, the people that you're around tend to see that. And that's why I like to ground myself before I go out into society, you know, out into the world and mesh my energy with other energies as well too, because I see how, how sacred and how, um, delicate it can be to join forces with other energies out there. So when I take a moment to step back and see the present moment for what it is, the universe reveals to me the truth of the reality I have created. This can sometimes be disheartening, and other times it is pure bliss. Fortunately, we have the power over how we respond to said situations and also in control of the relationships in our life. Oftentimes, I even find that I forget who's in the driver's seat and the fact that the relationships in our lives, we are also not con- not in complete control over them, but we are also somewhat of a, I guess, decider on, you know, how those relationships correlate and reflect into our life as well, too. 
My perspective is that each person we hold a relationship with, and this can be your parents, your partner, your friends, or your coworker, they act as a mirror reflecting parts of us that we are not always aware of. This could be parts of us that we do not confront on a daily basis. So an example would be that you are conversing with your coworker and they are complaining about not having enough money to travel and do what they love. The reflection is, does this resonate with you? Do you feel that money is holding you back from what you love? If so, what is the root cause of this limiting belief and what are you feeding into that belief? So I find this as an essential tool for my own growth. Um, I choose to hold this perspective towards any relationship that I have. And, you know, some are harder than others. I feel that the relationship we have with our parents are sometimes, I wouldn't say that they're harder to navigate, but um, through the conditioning and the programming and, you know, the fact that they have this idea of who we are and who we have grown up to be alongside with them, you know, it's, it's almost frightening at some points to completely step down from that, I guess, that role that they think, um, you know, we have taken on or the, the person, you know, that they perceive us to be. Because now, presently in my life, as I'm going through so much growth and, you know, awakenings and just, I'm completely transforming as a person and it's distancing myself from, you know, the people that I have grown up with. And I have found that, you know, it's because we have differing perspectives, you know, and differing passions and, you know, not that this is something that should, you know, um, allow us to grow apart, but it's just something that has happened organically. Um, and I'm, you know, reflecting on those experiences well too, and accepting the fact that, you know, one person's way is not going to be your way and that is perfectly okay. And that is also the beauty of life is that we all have such different perspectives and different ways that we go about life. And that if you use that as a tool to bring you closer, to be the bridge to healing that relationship with that person, then it's it's truly transcending for not only your own growth, but for that person and for your life overall. So I've had many instances where I'm speaking with a friend and everything they say resonates. I truly love delving deeper in conversations because it allows me to see parts of myself that needed healing as well. And in turn, I can help to provide some healing for the other person as well. And I often have these deeper conversations with like close friends and people that I really resonate with. And I feel I can just, you know, be completely raw and open and authentic with them. And, you know, essentially, yes, that's the goal to achieve that with every person, every relationship that we encounter. But at this point in my life, um, I find that it's a lot more organic and fluid for me to do that with like closer friends and even some family Um, you know, as I'm figuring out who I am as well and working through that. So how do you cultivate a loving relationship or loving relationships? 
it may be cliche, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but the peace starts within. And through my own experiences, I have found this to be very true as well. The deeper love that I cultivate within myself and the more I really begin to understand what it is that I need to feel nourished and to feel loved and to feel heard and understood and cared for, the more that I feel that, the more I feel compelled to share it with others and the more I am also open to receiving that. So just presently, I would say that I have probably never felt this much self-love for myself at any point in time. And I feel like I'm at such a healthy position right now to be open to accepting and calling in the love that, you know, I know I'm worthy of and I know that I'm deserving of and receiving that in the form of a partner. So I have also been receiving a lot of signs from the universe, you know, saying, you know, just keep showing up for yourself, you know, let go, surrender to the flow and believe that it all, it is all coming to you and that the partner and lover of my dreams is, you know, entering my life at this point. So it's really just having a strong sense of belief that what is meant for you will come to you. And that is something that really sticks with me because it's hard to not get caught up sometimes in just the ebbs and flows of life and what it throws at us. But having that peace of mind of the universe will not overlook you. It will not short you of amazing experiences and the bliss that you deserve. So what is meant for you will come to you. The days when I was fuming with anxiety and depressive thoughts, I found myself in relationships that were not fulfilling and as if I would never experience that genuine love that everyone dreams of. And at that point in life, all my friends were probably in relationships and it's it's an interesting feeling to endure when everyone around you seems to be so happy and in a relationship and it's... Uh, to this day, you know, when I when I see that, when I feel myself starting to even feel a bit jealous or envious of that, I take a step back and reflect, you know, where are these feelings coming from? And, you know, usually it's from that void of, you know, me not presently having a partner. But like I said, like that doesn't mean that something even greater isn't on its way. So keep your belief and know that you are worthy of genuine and divine love. And even if it's not here, then it will find you at some point. And just to kind of reiterate that, that love is so real. It It is so real that it is one of the truths of life that is engraved in us all. Love is the highest frequency and most powerful in the manifestation realm. When we express gratitude and love towards life and ourself and for the present moment, for all that we have, that is when the universe leans into us and has no choice but to bring that to us. So I really feel that you attract what you are 
and the times, you know, that I am caught up in my whirlwind of crazy (laughs) mind confusion, I attract more of that. And when I'm in a space of gratitude and just high vibe, like I, I attract more of that and it, it feels good. So that's essentially, you know, what I work towards is not, not to always be happy and not to always be high vibe because that's not, that's not being genuine. That's not being authentic. But as I push, you know, to always be real with myself and to always hold that loving space for myself to reflect and to dig deeper on what it is that I feel called to and what I truly feel at that point in time. So I'm sure that you've heard before that you cannot pour from an empty glass, and that is true as well. If you wish to spread love and be the light for others, you must first be that for yourself. This is the journey of life, to show up for yourself every day and continue to fill up your cup. Eventually, you get to a point where you feel so full that you are bursting with light and energy to inspire others to do the same. And I can happily say that I have reached this point. And I wouldn't say that it's a destination. It's a journey. You know, there's no final destination point of this feeling of self-love and appreciation. It's a feeling that can be cultivated and manifested each day. I reach this point each day with myself of when I completely let go and surrender to the flow, whether it be in meditation or in just a moment, in the present moment, I I let go and I allow the feelings of gratitude and love and acceptance to flow in. And that's just the process of cultivating an even greater sense of bliss and fulfillment. And I apply this to all aspects of my life. As you know, I I gain a deeper self-love within myself. I am then aware of other aspects of my life that need healing as well, too. So that also correlates in with the idea of cultivating a loving relationship, a conscious relationship, I would say, is that once you're aware of the certain aspects of your life that need more love. Um, it's like in a relationship, you know, when you, when a situation arises and it calls for conscious communication and confrontation, then, you know, the universe will push you into that lesson until you fully submerge yourself in that and understand what it is that you need to transcend that lesson, that relationship or whatever it is, or just that to use as growth towards every other aspect of your life. So I can definitely say that I have come a long way and also seen that there's so much inner work to delve even deeper into. This is the ebb and flow of life, experiencing the dark to appreciate the light, using the light to help others from the dark. So if you feel you need someone in your life to make you happy and bring you unconditional love, meditate on that again. Ask yourself first, do you provide this form of love and care for you? Where may this feeling stem from? Do you lack self-love and seek that from others? 
Do you often feel uplifted when you're with others, then empty in your solitude? This could be that you're longing for some isolation to reflect deeper within. And I can say, I definitely have experienced that sense of emptiness in my own solitude. Um, I know mostly like back in high school when I was always, you know, around people, like I was either at work, at school, or with a group of friends or whoever, I was always with somebody and I was always around energy and I was, I was always keeping myself busy and distracted. And essentially I feel like I was keeping myself distracted from my inner demons and my own inner work that I probably subconsciously knew needed confronted. But in that time I was too afraid to be in my solitude in silence, you know, and face that. And that's, it's scary, but I can say that now I'm at the point where I I long for silence. I long for solitude. And at the end of each day, like I look forward to sitting down in my solitude with myself in silence, just being there and being present. And I often don't reflect back and really look at the progress that I've made since then. But it's it's truly amazing. And that's really what inspires me to help others in doing the same and really provide that reflection to display that it is possible that you can go from a deep, dark place of self-loathing and harm and deprecation and all of that. And you can completely turn that around and transform yourself into someone who still experiences those feelings, but you appreciate those feelings and you love feeling sad or you love feeling those feelings because you know that on the other side, on the flip side is so much light and so much abundance and so much love. And that's really where the power lies is not allowing yourself to be absorbed and consumed by the dark, but to be the light within the dark. And, you know, like I said before, it's becoming the light. And when you are the light, being that for those in the dark. And that's presently where I am now is I've, I've (laughs) really shift shifted the, the role that I've held with myself and with all of my relationships in my life overall. So I just wanted to share with you all a little bit of some writing or some notes that I took actually like a couple years back, um, earlier before when I was writing out like the, the notes for this podcast, I was going through like the notes on my computer and I came across so many different ones from 2017, which was two years ago. And I was just reading through them and it was really nostalgic and really, really fun, honestly, and interesting to read back on what kind of person I was presently at that time and what my thought patterns were like and my beliefs and really where I was at in my growth. And it's amazing uh, seeing the perspectives that I had at that time and comparing to where I'm at now because I've definitely grown so much since then. But I also realized like how like driven I guess I was at that point. I would say that I would say that 2017 was probably like the 
catalyst year for my spiritual journey. And so with that, um, I'm not sure exactly where I took like these notes from. So I don't think they're my words though. (laughs) So quotes, people look around and think, why are there so many people unhappy? We have progressed so far, yet people are still unhappy. Why isn't this world the wonderful place it could be? Changing the world doesn't change us. And just to reflect on that, I found that it really correlated with this podcast because thinking that we can change the world around us, thinking that we can fill our lives with material possessions and relationships that we feel bring us those feelings of love and contentment and peace. It's really all just to fill that void. And it's really just an illusion because what I know to be true and what I know feels truly abundant and fulfilling to me is changing myself to then be inspired to change the world. And Presently, I am at this point, you know, like I said, I'm just full of myself and full of wisdom and sacred knowledge and love and light that I just am so inspired to share that with other people. And to truly change the world, we have to change us first. And the way that that can be correlated into A loving relationship is first changing yourself to then attract that, you know, like-minded individual and one who also resonates with your frequency. So here's another little passage that I took note of. It is like running after the horizon. The faster you go, the faster it moves away from you. One day you realize that you are standing on it. What you are running after is where you already are and always will be. All people want is what is in the present moment, but they do not know it is because they have never opened it. Almost no one knows what the present really is. And I really love that because I I like to say that the true gift of life is the present moment. And you know, like I said, like we're constantly filling our lives with so many illusionary materialistic aspects, you know, that we feel will bring us this feeling of contentment and happiness, but it's, it's really not that it's really in the present moment is where those feelings lie. And it's funny because I feel those feelings in like the most simple moments of life when I'm just sitting in my room contemplating or just staring at my wall or just meditating or, you know, something so simple as that, that's when I am washed over by these feelings of unity and the coexistence with the universe. And that's the true gift is truly experiencing that feeling and knowing that you also have power over that present moment and that you're the creator of your reality and that you can literally, if you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hands. So that, I believe that's a quote by by Bob Proctor. And that's a quote that I, 
I really love that deeply because it's so true that if you can envision a goal or a dream, then it is just as tangible in your hands and in your reality. And here's another quote that I also took note of. This one is by Henry David Thoreau. As a single footstep will not make a path on the earth, so a single thought will not make a pathway in the mind. To make a deep physical path, we walk again and again. To make a deep mental path, we must think over and over the kind of thoughts we wish to dominate our lives. And I really love that quote because it really is so strong in the sense of manifestation and abundance and really cultivating a life that is fulfilling and blissful to you. And I would correlate that back into a loving relationship because if you truly think that you're not worthy of love and if you truly think that you're never going to attract someone who will love you for you and allow you to be yourself, then you won't. (laughs) You won't or you will attract that same energy back. And I've been in a relationship before where I attracted my reflection and it was a reflection that I was also not as aware of as, you know, how harmful it was to me because I was really at a depressive state in my life and I I remained there. I, I, I was stagnant. You know, I didn't want to better myself and my partner didn't want to better themselves. So therefore the relationship just didn't improve. And obviously it eventually came to a point where we fell apart and kind of just grew in different directions. But overall, that's just how life is. You know, we grow apart from people and I have accepted that and, you know, come to peace with that. And, you know, presently I use that as leverage and, you know, tool, a tool towards my own growth to really, I guess, to really be mindful of my own state of being. Because if I'm, you know, seeking to attract a companion of my dreams, then I must really have to embody a divine energy that I wish to see in another person. So for me, my motivation towards myself lies in, you know, if I want to attract this person, then I must become become this version of myself that, you know, I would be proud of, you know, to be with another person. So, and at the same time, understanding that you don't have to be perfect to attract someone who will love you for you and they don't have to be perfect perfect as well. All you have to do is accept yourself and love yourself where you're at and meet that person halfway and hold that unconditional love for them. So to wrap up this podcast, I also just wanted to share another short passage that I wrote in July from 2017. And this was also a time when I was just really into creative writing and really just exploring my inner world and reflecting that into my writing. And I still do that now, but it's not, I don't know, it's its in like a different form. It's more so like journaling now, but I definitely would like to get back into like 
poetry and, you know, short stories and that kind of thing. Cause it's, it's interesting to really, you know, delve deeper into the creative realms of the mind. So here it is. You can't escape yourself. Become friends with your soul and play like a child. So that time and solitude is as warm and accompanied as if you were in a room full of good vibes. Be the good vibe by manifesting positive energy and unconditional love. If you were given a mission to complete a task, would you put in half the effort? Move honestly and with grace. Stop lying to yourself and melt away the false perspective you have of yourself. You can be happy, beautiful, uplifted, and free from thoughts. Accept what is and let it be. Focus on living the present moment to the fullest and create a reality you find intriguing and fulfilling. Good things will come your way. Elevated souls that meet come together like yin and yang. That was just a little, a short thing that I, I don't know if that was separate from the passage or it kind of correlated with that too, but I really like that last piece, that elevated souls come together like yin and yang because it really is true. And it's, it's another one of those things where, you know, people tell us that you or that opposites attract. And, you know, for a while I was so stuck in that. I was like, no, like I would never want to be with someone who's complete opposite of me because why would I want to be with someone who's complete opposite of me? But, you know, experiencing that and attracting that, I understand why is because they essentially are the reflection of us that we are not always aware of or the part that we need more care and love to. And it's oftentimes the opposing side, you know, often if we are very positive and uplifting people, then we attract someone who is the complete opposite. And it's almost overwhelming sometimes, but it also reveals a part of us that needs healed as well too. So elevated souls that meet come together like yin and yang. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope that some of it resonated with you. And if you feel compelled to, I would appreciate it if you left a comment or a review, a rating on your thoughts and your take backs from this as well. And if you're feeling extra abundant, you can also support this podcast by, I believe, just clicking the button that says support this podcast. Um, That really allows me to delve deeper with the quality with these podcasts and also just allowing me to hone more of what I can do and provide for all of you. So I really appreciate any support and just for anybody who is listening, especially up until this point. So thank yourself for bringing you here and for the universe aligning this opportunity for you. And I truly hope that you cultivate a life and a love full of abundance and one that feels fulfilling to you. And Know that what is meant for you will come to you in divine timing.